You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank. And in a special Budget Night podcast, I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Stephen Halmerick. Stephen, another Budget Night. Yes, Belinda, very good to be with you. Although it is getting late into the evening. But But leading into uh, tonight's budget, there were a lot of leaks There were rumours floating around today that a surplus would be delivered uh, for 2022-23 and it was a surplus of $4.2 billion or around 0.2% of GDP. Now that was a significant turnaround than what was expected back in the October budget of 2022, remembering we got two last year. And there's even now been a smaller deficit forecast uh, for 2023-24. What were your overall impressions of budget night? Um, well, yes, that's right. So 2022-23, um, they're now projecting a small budget surplus, $4.2 billion. So interesting to, to see uh, since October last year, uh, changes in the economy, the fact that the economy is a lot stronger than they thought it was going to be lowered the budget deficit by $42.1 billion. It's a huge amount. And they only spent, yeah, a huge amount. They only spent $1.1 billion of that. So uh, back in surplus for the first time, uh, as reported, in 15 years. So that's good to see. Um, we, we then go back into deficits for 23, 24 and the, and the years beyond. But the deficits are much smaller than the estimates back in October. So for, for next year, the 23, 24 year, we're now, uh, well, the government's now projecting a deficit of uh, $13.9 billion. That's a lot lower than the previous forecast of $44 billion. So, again, there's improvements just from the economy being stronger of $42.2 billion, but they've spent uh, $12 billion of that. So uh, they have spent some of the extra revenue in, in the year ahead, but still we end up with a deficit, well, the projection of, uh, $13.9 billion, just a half percent of GDP. So that's, um, that's a reasonably good outcome as well. Now, we'll touch on why we've seen such revisions in the budget deficit uh, really over the next 10 years when we look at not only the shorter term but also the medium term uh, budget deficit projections as well shortly. But leading into this budget, there was a lot of discussion about how the government was going to have to walk a very fine line about wanting to provide targeted cost of living relief given uh, we're in a a high inflation environment cost of living pressures have certainly been very evident uh, in the Australian community at the moment particularly uh, for those on on lower incomes so the government has had to in a way reprioritize spending uh, bank some of those improvements uh, in revenue that has come through from a stronger economy stronger commodity prices but then also not wanting to overstimulate the economy given we are still in a high inflation environment. Yes, that's right. So as you say, it's a, it's a bit of a fine a balancing act. But um, for, the, for the year to come, the financial year 24, as I, as I mentioned, the, you know, the extra revenue or the improvement to the budget just from the economy being stronger is $42.2 billion. 
and they've spent twelve billion of that. So, um, you, you know, they've let most of the extra revenue come to the bottom line, but they have provided cost of living relief, you know, as well flagged, particularly for uh, energy prices. Mm. So, uh, so the bills that people will receive, different amounts depending on different states. Also, you know, helping people uh, lower their energy costs through uh, making their homes more energy efficient. There's extra money for Medicare uh, to lower uh, pharmaceutical costs. There is extra money for Job Seeker. So those on Job Seeker will be receiving an extra $40 uh, dollars in, the, in their payment. Uh, there's more money for single parent uh, pension, uh, which used to cut off when the youngest child turned eight, or now cut off when the youngest child turns fourteen. Uh, so there's a lot of those um, type of programs, adding some, uh, I expect, much needed money into those on very low income, so those on fixed income through welfare, uh, to deal with this high inflation environment. But importantly, as I'm sure we'll get to. Um, we think the combination of all those measures, uh, if you like, uh, washes out in the balance and we, we haven't changed our inflation forecast mm. or any of our economic forecast as a result of the budget. Um, so we think that means uh, the Reserve Bank monetary policy tightening cycle is, is probably come to an end. Now, a lot will be made of what we say the fiscal impulse is, so how the budget yeah. deficit uh, changes from year to year. So obviously in 23-24 we'll see a, I guess, a positive contribution or loosening of fiscal policy, uh, if you will. Uh, so that will add around $12 billion to the economy with those policy decisions. But I think what we have to remember is in 2023-24 the economy is going to look very different to what it did when inflation uh, peaked in late 2022. Yes, that's right. If we look at the, the government uh, economic forecast for 23-24, they're, they're looking for real GDP growth of just 1.5%, which is very close to our own number. Mm. Uh, that's down from 3.25% in the financial year 22-23, so a meaningful slowdown in the economy. And as a result, they've got inflation at 3.25% next year, FY24 down from 6% in FY23. Uh, so as you say, the, over the course of the coming financial year, you know, the year to June 2024, uh, the pace of economic growth is going to be a lot slower than it has been over the, uh, the financial year that we're currently in that's coming towards an end. Um, the, energy, uh, the energy cost savings will also lower inflation as measured by the CPI, so they're just going to make... Uh, some people's energy bills lower, yep. and so therefore the measured prices for energy will be lower, and the budget estimates that will take off three quarters of a percentage point off the headline inflation rate in twenty three twenty four. And that, so there's uh, there's some swings and roundabouts uh, going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and uh, that's will now start to open up a wedge between the RBA's inflation forecast and what the the federal government is now projecting, just because of the announcement of that energy price relief. Now, one of the big stories that we've seen in uh, the, the budget released uh, on the 9th of May was the significant improvements in the budget bottom line. So we talked about the improvements in the budget 
deficit, uh, which is now a surplus in 2022-23, improvements in 2023-24. And reflecting on the budget in October last year, we, we did talk at the time about how budget deficits of around that 1.8% to 2% of GDP out over the medium term were too large. Now, they've been revised away in tonight's budget uh, when we look at the budget deficit, uh, you know, three to four years. So from a budget deficit expected in October last year, averaging around 1.8% of GDP, it's now down to around 1% of GDP uh, over the next uh, four years. So one of the main reasons for that, which you did highlight at the start of the podcast, is the government has made some changes to their nominal GDP forecasts. So in effect, more revenues being brought in. And part of that story is because potential GDP growth has lifted. So really between October 2022 and now, Uh, Two major things have happened. Population growth has been a lot stronger than what was anticipated. So we've seen very large lifts in net overseas migration. In fact, they were revised higher from around 235,000 expected in 22-23 to 400,000 in this financial year. And then next year, up to 315,000, up from around that 235,000 as well. So you have more more people working because of high net overseas migration. And in fact, what we also know is migrants are younger, so are more likely to be working and participation rate forecasts have been upgraded as well. So those two factors together have helped lift the revenue growth forecasts that have underpinned the improvements in the budget deficit, but they've also, Stephen, lowered debt projections as well. Yes, that's right. So... When the in the October budget last year, when the government announced you know the forecast out four years' time, as you said, they were one point eight percent to two percent of GDP, and in fact, at the time in our report, we noted that really over the medium term, they should be targeting deficits somewhere around one to one and a half percent of GDP to mm. try and lower that net debt profile, and so that's exactly what they've done in this budget. So the deficits out to twenty six, twenty seven, uh, are one to one point three percent of GDP. So now net debt uh, as a share of GDP is projected to uh, rise to 24.1% by the year, by June 2027. And that's well down from the previous estimates of over 28% of GDP. So um, lower deficits and a lower net interest costs have lowered the uh, net debt profile out to 26.27, which is um, pleasing to see. And I think the the credit rating agencies will be happy with that in terms of Australia's AAA credit rating. Yeah, so definitely those improvements uh, in net interest costs through lower bond yield uh, forecasts as well, as well as uh, some reforms to the NDIS in particular, and those improvements uh, to nominal GDP and revenue projections have all shifted uh, the debt profile lower. All right, so there were certainly, you know, some surprises in the budget. I think, you know, a lot of those key initiatives uh, were pre-announced, Stephen. I think the lifting job seeker across the board uh, and improvements in rental assistance as well will certainly help uh, those in the community as well. But just uh, to leave it, Stephen, just some overall impressions about uh, the budget. Well, I think that the big issue is the government was trying to hit you know, multiple goals. You know, they had mm. multiple uh, objectives. 
clearly revenue growth has been very strong because the growth in the nominal economy, the, the labour market much stronger than they expected, uh, commodity prices higher. So there was a lot of extra revenue coming through the door. And so they, they had to balance the need to uh, show some fiscal restraint, really reduce those deficits, which they've done. In fact, they projected now for surplus in this year, FY23, and smaller deficits going out. Uh, they also, if you like, had committed to some targeted cost of living measures, which, which they've done. And as we've discussed, you know, on net, we think uh, between the reduction in inflation from the energy payments, um, the reduced energy bills, uh, versus the extra welfare payments for those on very low incomes, the net change of that is when it has left our inflation forecast unchanged. And then they've got, uh, as you've been highlighting, you know, higher nominal GDP growth forecast in the out years. Mm. So that's really predicated on stronger population and more participation in the labour market. Uh, so net-net, I think it's, um, the budget uh, will be well-received, uh, much lower deficits, uh, some targeted relief uh, doesn't really add to the inflationary pressures. So as I mentioned, we haven't changed any of our forecasts, mm. including the RBA cash rate hiking cycle looks like it's now come to an end. And I think uh, we also must remember that the economy is going to slow from here uh, just because of that material lifting interest rates. So the cost of living relief will obviously help uh, consumers deal with that slowing economy uh, as we expect over the next uh, few months and, and into the end of 2023. I saw that the budget, there were three R's to focus on, relief, cost of living relief, repair in terms of the budget deficit and also restraint in terms of spending and I think the government has ticked each one of those off. Uh, yes, I'd agree with that and as you say, I think uh, the, the economy over the next 12 to 18 months is going to look very different to the economy we've had the last 18 months or so uh, as the lag effect of the Reserve Bank's monetary policy tightening really uh, takes hold on the economy, particularly on the consumer and a, a slower global economy and lower commodity prices have an impact as well. All so, right. um, yeah, yet another budget done. <laughs> uh, and there'll be another one next year. But, Stephen, for now, thanks yeah. very much for joining. My pleasure. Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read uh, our note, the ComBank uh, Economics note, on the federal budget for 2023-24 on combankresearch.com.au.